Oh, hello, and welcome to the Al Dente Rigamortis podcast. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And we're here to discuss those stories from the internet, most creepy and most pasta. Tonight's episode, Candle Cove. Um, yeah, so for those who are listening to this and are not in the know, creepypasta is... Uh, or. Yeah, they are internet stories, um, short stories, usually like a couple paragraphs to more than a couple of paragraphs, uh, <laughs> uh, that are generally creepy, scary stories, campfire stuff. Uh, it's kind of like the next wave of campfire stuff. Um, and uh, it comes from, the creep, the, uh, the name Creepypasta comes from people on like sites like 4chan and what have you, uh, copy and pasting posts of these creepy stories over and over again and eventually that became the name it got the nickname copy pasta and because they're creepy stories somebody termed it creepy pasta so um tonight we're doing a uh, candle cove which we've both read um and a couple of the other stories that came after it uh candle cove was created by uh, chris straub a uh, a webcomic writer and horror writer in general who came up with a series of creepy stories surrounding uh, the town of Icker Falls. Um, in fact, Candle Cove is actually part of that compilation, though it's not quite linked directly to Icker Falls. It's just in the, the compilation. Um, and it's essentially done up in like a forum format, uh, like a nostalgia TV forum, just like a thread. And talks about these people like remembering this old tv show um and like the creepiness that kind of followed it so uh dr leviathan what do you what's your um uh, first impressions as somebody who's kind of walking into this blind kind of as i the review cultist am a huge fan of creepypasta well yeah <laughs> so. this it's my first creepypasta in fact in a week ago i didn't know what a creepy pasta was. <laughs> I thought it was Scarios. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, it's. This was a good one t for me, anyway, to start off with. It was well written. Um, really just harkened back to a nice campfire story from, you know, the days of our youth and whatnot. So, fair enough. Yeah, that was, you know, I don't know. It was, I don't think I answered the question, but whatever. No, like, well, I was, yeah, <laughs> like, like, uh, like you said, you, you read it in the, um, uh, yeah, it harkens back to those campfire stories. It's one of the more, I, I think it's probably one of the, the, the most well done ones because it was done by, it was an, actually wasn't even really a, at first a creepy pasta. It was originally just a creepy short story that, this guy wrote um and posted on his blog and then uh it just got copied and pasted across the internet and went viral and has become a creepypasta because of that um and it's got a bit of a following so yeah. i mean it's even been mentioned in like creepy in like uh certain like even in some of the slender man vlogs on youtube and stuff like that 
Um, they've tried to mention it. Um, and then we also, so yeah, the story is, yeah, so it's a, um, um, yeah, a bunch of people like talking about like this old show that they used to watch when they were kids in the seventies. And then, uh, at the end of it, it turns out that a uh, spoiler spoilers, um, at the end of it, it turned out that, um, uh, the one guy goes, went to his, uh, to visit his mom in the retirement home and, um, asked her about Candle Cove. And it turned out that he'd just be, uh, going to the TV, turning it to static for 30 minutes and saying that he was watching a pirate show. And that was the big twist and creepy twist at the end of it. I don't know. When I first read it, I gave me kind of goosebumps. <laughs> so, uh, but then I kind of like, like I've, I've listened to things on the radio, like from coast to coast. Um, with George Norrie and some of that, and I've heard like ghost stories from that that have just given me chills. So, yeah, it was well. I mean, it was good. It was kind of a drop ending. Yeah, I know yeah. you were saying that you you thought you were hope you were expecting a little I, turn. <laughs> halfway through the story, I was like, okay, this is one sick bastard who wrote this because I figured um, that it was. Um, a child killer, you know, televising his murders and, you know, his captivity of his victims and, you know, posing it as a child's program and children watching it and it just being this horrid thing. So when I found out it was just static, I was like, okay, well, wasn't creepy when Carol Ann did it in... Poltergeist, and I was a hell of a lot younger, like I was a wee tot when I saw that, so not really creeped out here. I was actually more relieved that it wasn't the ultra dark version <laughs> that dark? I had. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I like the idea of like it being static because it kind of opens up. It's like, what? Like, is it some kind of collected, like, subconscious thing that the or like a mass hallucination kind of thing, or is there some kind of underlying supernatural thing that only children can see, or something like that? But yeah. I mean, I can understand. Like, I mean, understand. Like, like I can understand if somebody like reading it is just like, I don't get it. It's just it's static. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. When I first I first read it, that, that the fact that it was just static and like, uh, like that revelation for some reason just kind of creeped me out. Yeah, well, and you do make a valid point with that because it does leave it open to the imagination and, you know, unfortunately for me, really, my imagination acted early <laughs> as opposed to after <laughs> and went to a dark place. <laughs> um, so by the time, you know, by the time the story was over and I was supposed to be imagining, I wasn't anymore. I was just like, well... All right, static. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, like we said, it, um, it started off uh, not a creepy possible, became creepy possible. Got a, fan, a huge fan following. Um, in fact, it's actually gotten a couple of uh, like people online uh, do actual play, like like role playing game, like horror role playing game stuff. They've actually done actual plays of it, uh, like inspired by the the idea of Candle Cove. Um, as well as like Slenderbox and a lot of other creepypasta have, uh, there's like a bunch of, uh, spinoff creepypasta stories. Uh, we actually read two of them. Uh, one was really short <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know, I think it stayed, that one actually stayed truer than the other one, which was a very long read, but it stayed a little bit, the, the short one stayed a little bit truer because it was, it kind of followed the same kind of theme. Well, and but it didn't, 
unlike the longer one, it didn't contradict the source yeah. at anywhere. I mean, it sort of did, but it didn't overtly say, okay, that never happened. This is this yeah. did. Yeah, the, the short one, which is called um, uh, An Anecdote from Candle Cove, I believe. Uh, or Candle Cove Anecdote? Yeah, a Candle Cove anecdote. Um, it's a good a good handful of paragraphs long, but it's um, uh, essentially about this guy who um, doesn't remember, um, doesn't doesn't didn't see the static uh, and doesn't believe that there was static or something like that. And uh, he, when he was a kid, he remembers looking for the his favorite character was one of the villains in the show, Horace Horrible, uh, and he was looking for an action figure, and he found it in this kind of weird like he went to a he went to a yard sale but didn't but the yard sale didn't have a house <laughs> which uh when i first read it i was just like this is it kind of fell into the trope of a creepypasta because that actually happens a lot in story in creepypasta where somebody picks up this the haunted item or cursed object or what have you at a yard sale well and i and mean then, that's just uh, a horse common story. thing in horror in yeah. general i mean i mean it actually you know, yeah it actually puzzle happens. box was first well, in Hellraiser, the puzzle box was first bought at some sort of cafe or something. Yeah, or in another country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's been picked up at pawn shops before. Well, it, same it's thing a with, thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even in the Leprechaun movies, um, in the well, Leprechaun Two, I think um, they actually like the Leprechaun and uh, the coin and stuff of like that are actually bought at a pawn shop. But um, yeah, no, the story goes is like so he fought, he's looking for the horse horrible. Um, action figure no toy company or no toy store he's or ever gone to collector. or collector even uh, like can know it exists like kb or uh we're professionals um okay oh we're looking at the uh, wrong one I think. oh yeah looking um, at the actual source there we yeah. go uh i think he says Kitty City or and KB, which I'm assuming are just like I just assume they were toy stores or franchises or something like that. Yeah. Um, doesn't doesn't seem to think they exist. Um, and then he finally finds one though on a, at a yard sale. Um, and then reali- and then thinks, thinking back on it now, he says that it was like there was no house there and like he couldn't find the people that he'd gotten it from. Um, but then he went to go, rush to his buddy's place to drop it off or to no to, to show him. Yeah. And um, uh. The mom, the mother, comes up to the door and uh, screams in terror of it, and uh, tells him to go away. And then he goes home and plays with it. And um, uh, the sound, the the vo- apparently it has a voice box in it because it keeps. Um, well, it was a talking. A talking toy, yeah. It was a talking action figure, uh, but it starts getting muted or distorted. And then um, his mother thinks that it's uh, like there's a cat in his room, and he doesn't really know what's going on. So obviously, and then. Over time, it's feel, uh, it starts kind of like wearing down or something, and he doesn't know why. And um, he apparently decides that uh, because he thought like, he wasn't supposed to get it from that yard sale, he goes and buries it in the woods. And a tree grows over top where he buried it, and there's a bunch of flies. In a matter of weeks. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't grow. It's a very sickly tree, and there's a bunch of flies growing, or flies uh, swarming around it. Um, kind of hinting, I, oh, uh, when I, and no I once foliage. Said, yeah, and when I finished reading it, I was like, oh, okay, so really it wasn't that, um, he was, uh, uh, he, he didn't actually have Horace Horrible, he, reaction figure, he had, like, some kind of dead animal or dying animal, 
um, was kind of what I had assumed what it was. Was that he had, his mind was not was for some reason thinking it was something else, or that's kind of where I my mind went to it was that I uh, that he had actually like the Candle Cove sickness like of like seeing the TV show when it was really static had kind of crossed over to the real world again, and this time it was like he was misconceiving some dead animal. I assumed like a dead cat or or a dying cat. Um, and, um, when he buried it, that's why the flies and stuff like that were all over the place. What did you think? Because <laughs> I'm looking at your face wow. and you're just like, huh, I, I didn't think of that. I actually completely missed that. I thought it was just, um, did I mention I hadn't quite had enough coffee when I read these? That might explain it. Um, okay. That one actually just became a lot better. Yeah. Because I really just like, thought it was rather blasé. I'm not sure. Yeah, like I'm not sure if I'm just insinuating, but I mean, reading the last couple of paragraphs, like you kind of get the fa- like I just for some reason got the hint that like the kid was completely oblivious, but like seeing something else that no- nobody else was seeing, um, because he so he wanted this this action figure so badly. Well, or it's the the corruption, whatever, whatever yeah, it is, the... some kind of for- the force of Candle Cove leaking in, but. Um, yeah, so that's the short one. <laughs> um, it's it, like, I don't know, I think it does stay a little bit truer to the theme of Candle Cove than the other one. The other one's a longer one. It's called, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, Candle Cove Tales Experiences. Of the Laughing Stock. Yeah, Tales of the Laughing Stock. Um, it's done kind of like, I don't know, I, when I was reading it, uh, I kind of got the, the idea that it was almost like a noir, more noir than, than a ho- creepy story. It's almost like journal entries. Yeah. Like... And it kind of ignores the fact, like the the ending um, of Candle Cove, and that it was static um, to a point because, or and that the show may not have even existed. It was all in people's heads uh, because they actually went and head and he went and explained that yes, there was a studio that had made these shows and it was, had gone on for a couple of seasons, um, and the guy who was directing it was just utterly crazy. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of reading, or writing, about, or like content about, um, like going to see like people from the show and like them just kind of like getting very, like very agitated from his interviews. Yeah, uh, just regarding from the even whole thing. Bringing it up. Yeah, and like apparently, like even the actress who played the girl, um, uh, the girl in the show, uh, Janice, um, she had changed her name and like grown up, had therapy. Oh, she didn't change her name. She got married. So. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, right. I guess she did change <laughs> no her way, name. Yeah. But I don't think that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, she got married. Like she, she moved on with her life, but she had to go through therapy and stuff of like that. And now she writes stories of the creepy, like mystery horror stories and about pirates. Is what it says. I think in the uh, story. Oh, I didn't think they were horror stories. Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be also saying. <laughs> also, this was the first one I read, so I had even less coffee in my system. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, and then he eventually goes and talks with uh, the person who um, apparently voiced the uh, the puppet for the skin taker. Um, and uh, the guy's like th- voice was never the same after the uh, the big the big screaming episode, which at the end of the original story. Um, everybody's like, like somebody uh, mentions that uh, they had a nightmare about um, the episode, uh, an episode being on that was just all the puppets and whatnot screaming horrible for like hours and hours on end. Well, for, for, for the girl, for the little girl, and the little girl looked like she had been through hours and hours of it. Um, and then um, it turned out, and then like a couple of other like commenters on the thread um, in the story 
mentioned that um, the same episode. exactly like remember it as an episode and the girls are like no that that was just a dream that was just a dream <laughs> there's no way that I could sounds be. like that would never get aired <laughs> yeah, exactly and then and so they uh they he the guy in uh, who wrote the uh, tales of the laughing stock uh seems to kind of give detail that it was like uh that was an episode and that's like that was the turning point for like the show getting canceled and stuff like that um and then after having that interview, like apparently um, the the voice actor uh, killed himself, leaving a note directly to the interviewer. <laughs> so like I'm surprised that guy didn't get sent to jail or something like that for like I don't know like I guess it I don't know if it was clearly a like if it was clearly open and shut suicide. I mean it's just a matter of who the note was addressed to. Yeah. So. Um. And then the story goes on, like, he he's getting apparently getting more paranoid and more, uh, like, the longer the longer he digs into it. And eventually, the last part of the, uh, the story is that he um, uh, reads, or he, uh, it's actually not even being him who's writing the last bit of the entry. It's one of his friends, because he's finally snapped and committed suicide himself over the, uh, the whole incident. And, um, uh, what was the other part of it? What was the ending? Uh, where it was, um... I think it was like they he'd gotten a he got one more interview or something about um with the uh, nephew of the the director crazy yeah. ass director yeah. yeah he got an interview the the reason what took threw him off the over the edge was that he got a um um an interview with the nephew of him and um found out that it actually was still what well, yeah that's the one thing that kind of confused me was it that like season three had actually existed or was that it was still it was actually going still going on or they were planning a season three no, no, it, um, after season two, the and director the, died yeah. on the set, and yada, 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 but they were going to do a season three anyway, and they, um, whatchamacallit, they got made, but they never got aired. Okay, so they still existed somewhere. Yeah, just... and I think he, because he got the tapes from oh, so he was actually previous watching... dude, so I think he actually watched... Uh, he was actually three episodes gotcha. or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the part. Like, I was like, when I was re- finished reading, it, I was like, wait, so season three, like, are they? Is there's some studio out there that's trying to rebring back Candle Cove, and that's what why he killed himself was because like he didn't want to live in I don't know, something like that. Like that's kind of where my mind went again. Like with that. Um, but if that's if it's just that he was reading, he was watching the tapes all along, and that was what season three was, then that's explains a little bit more yeah it was i don't think it was anything quite so deep as i can't live in this world (laughs) i think it was really just um a fairly typical really um uh little subgenre that i like to call uh researching the forbidden well, yeah, like that pans back to like even like Call of Cthulhu, the original story. Well, so many. Yeah, and other ones, like yeah, that, of course. I mean, yeah. it's just everywhere. Um, Where like you're digging into something and then you get in too deep, and you real the the final revelation kind of puts you over the edge. Exactly, and then you know, crazy things you know start to happen, and it's usually slow. Um, this one really, it was too slow. Yeah, like you're you saying have whole <laughs> entries that are just like nothing really happened. Yeah. Nothing like there was no escalation. 
you know, things hadn't gotten worse or anything. It was just, you know, oh, I talked to people and I found out absolutely nothing. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> I under, I figured out that it was all a dead end. <laughs> yeah. that, that was all a dead end. And uh, I don't even know why I'm still writing this right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I got a, I, I guess I got a, uh, I read it. I read part. I read most of this the story, and then I actually went online because uh, there's a ton of YouTube video uh, like channels that actually like read these creepypasta stuff. So I actually kind of cheated a little bit and went into, and what listened to that, and that kind of like they go the like nine yards. Like they have like ambient music going on or images like on the screen um, while they're talking and stuff of like that, and it kind of gives you the atmosphere. So it was a little bit creepier when I was listening listening to it that way, but. Uh, I guess reading it, yeah. When I was that, I couldn't actually even really finish the story. I guess that actually makes it. I guess that actually helps your cause. It's like it is pretty slow because I read through most of it, but then kind of like uh, had to stop and just and like take a break and then go back to it. And I ended up just listening to it. Yeah, if I had uh, done that, it might have been a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> like, don't get me wrong. All in all, it's not really bad. Um, but. It was slow, and it really just, well, it it flew in the face of the ending of the source. Yeah. And yeah, that exactly. just kind of always gets my hackles up, because, you know... You're not treating the material... I mean, well, you're Candle taking a different Cove, light, but... Candle Cove is basically, it's all about that ending. Yeah. Like, that big twist, that big so creepy little... So many creepy, creepy little thing, little stories are, like, I mean, going back to the... Uh, campfire stories how many campfire stories rely on that you know and that child was me (laughs) yeah yeah so to kind of you know just fly in the face and say well you know the main reason you read or candle cove i'm going to say that that didn't happen you know like that well okay fine but it's do yeah, something like, better than this. Maybe maybe like maybe try and find some way to connect them. Like it's like like maybe make this kind of a delusional. Like he he's doing all these interviews and stuff like that, that of just a bunch of people that are just delusional. I don't know. Maybe yeah, like, he's talking to a bunch of mental patients. Yeah, exactly. You know? As it turns out, like last and then the last entry could be like um, this guy has actually been in a mental. Like he's been like envisioning like going across country and so he's actually just a patient in a uh, mental ward exactly. with a bunch of other people. You know, that would have been actually that would have been really not disturbing. Wouldn't that have been awesome? <laughs> <That> way, yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's so weird because they all they all just kind of meet up uh, at like uh, about four o'clock in the morning in the afternoon and uh, well, and, and he could have done static. subtle things throughout yeah. the whole thing where he uh, you know like described what they were dressed in and they were always dressed in something similar yeah. to the person before and it was always all in white. You know, just go with that classic asylum imagery for your mental patient. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we really just made it better. Well, well we, we, we could have... We just brainstormed a, 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 an, a better improve, an improvement of this. Yeah. Maybe make it a little bit more dark, a little bit more of a ho- creepy horror story kind of thing than a, just a guy to, doing a detective thing and going too deep. Yeah. And ignoring the fact that Candle Cove doesn't exist, it's just on the co- the collective unconscious or some other supernatural, some other unexplained anomaly. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. So. Because I mean, as much as I, you know, 
laughed at, you know, oh, it's a kid watching Static, not really creepy. With the, you know, ability to, you know, keep thinking, like, well, okay, well, why are all these kids watching the same the Static same at the same and si- time? And the same show, and, like, or, and getting the and same imagination. The same thing, yeah. And these are different people. These so, are people that didn't know each other until they went onto this forum thread. Yeah, that can be creepy, whereas, you know, something that you can actually find VHS copies of, yeah. less creepy. Yeah. Um, it takes away from the whole unknown thing. Oh, yeah, there was actually one part in this story, uh, he, like, he got the tapes initially, and they started off as static, and I was like, that would have been so cool if it had just been static entirely. Well, and he, you're never because... told that that wasn't the case. Yeah, because um, it turned, it suddenly abruptly went from static to the show. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, what if, what he if was it just... was a blank tape, and he was just watching a blank tape, but... They never tell you he was watching a blank tape. Yeah. You know, it would have been funny if it... Well, not funny, but it would have been... Um, it would have kept the canon of the original... The like, story, The yeah. source, if his friend who wrote that final entry had have said, you know... His ramblings about these tapes... I watched one, it was nothing it was but static. static. Yeah, I gotcha, yeah. That you would... know, because that would have been the exact same story but it would have kept the solidarity of the original concept yeah Yeah. the the original theme and concept it would have been a nicer homage to the original story to do it that way and i think that's honestly what both of these extra ones were trying to be were you know like oh this was really good i think i can add to it Exactly, yeah. Like, and the, again, that's kind of one of the reasons why I like the first one, or the shorter one, better than this one. It's just because it does keep. A, I mean, while it is, while the writing, okay, yeah. Let's talk about the because that's one of the reasons I brought you on was because you're uh, a literary, you're a little bit more um, literarily learned. Or I know I'm, I just fumbled that. Um, uh, you're a little bit more well learned when it comes to like literary works, um, and. Um, like writing and stuff like that, like like just, and editing and stuff like that. So, like, uh, what's your impressions on that? Like, okay, well, first, I'd like to clarify, <laughs> I'm self-taught. Yeah, yeah, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, well, if we, I am this learned, a, well, you're learned, you're <laughs> self-learned. But I mean, like, you you read a lot more uh, fiction uh, than what I read. I mean, I read like Lovecraft and short stories on the I internet. I just have more variety. Exactly, yes. <laughs> um, and again, listen, just to be clear for anybody listening to this, uh, we don't, like, we're doing this discussion because um, I would like to see a discussion because done no one all else these stories. has done it. And it doesn't seem like a lot of people have done it. So, yeah. That's why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. So, um, we're discussing. Um so yeah, your impression. Oh, well, for, let's do the, like from the first one, to, from the original source to the short one and the long one. Um, the first, like you know, just straight up Candle Cove. That one was. It was well written. Um, I actually really liked the forum post way that they went. Um, it kind of had. Well, it gave it a feeling that, you know, more. Well, I mean. It did what it was supposed to do. It made it feel like more people were sharing the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, gave that impression that it wasn't just one guy. I didn't really get that from the language in the posts. It really, it was all the same guy 
you know, doing it. It was one man's words, but with different names. Honestly, if you took away all the names, made them the same name, Ribbon. it wouldn't have looked weird. It would have just been like, well, why is he having a conversation with himself? Honestly, that's the only part that would be off. Um, same writing style for each post. Yeah, so. same yeah. writing style, same kind of language, no individual identity per poster. Gotcha. Um, that's really... And I mean, don't get me wrong, that's not easy to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, considering that this was, you know, not some published book, it... it yeah, it was I'm him not, having he he want, he had a story to tell and or yeah, like a and he a, told it well. Yeah, um, like it is well written, um, but I'm just you know that's one little thing. It didn't take me out of the story that was being told. It's just something that I noticed, and having noted noticed it, I just can't not see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. It was good. It was like, I remember because this one I read, um, you know, in the wee hours of the morning when I couldn't sleep. And like, until I, even after I got to the ending, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't like shaking, covering with a cover over my head, but I was like, okay, this is genuinely, you know, getting a little not out of my, like I say, it wasn't terrifying but it was creepy it was a campfire story yeah it had this it had a, a similar you get, effect. you get little goosebumps like from certain parts of it but i mean or or some people would get goosebumps from it or some people would get chill but it wouldn't like it's yeah it's, yeah. it's supposed to be that's what it's supposed to invoke or it's trying and to that invoke. may have also been why i enjoyed it then more way more than either of the other two was because you know it was, i had better ambiance when i read that one yeah and really, that's what you're supposed to do when you're reading these game, these stories: is read them in a dark room, all alone. Well, <laughs> your teeth with the glow of your teeth of your monitor. <laughs> a good ghost story can scare the you know bejeebers out of you, whether you're you know reading it at home all in the dark with you know the creepy ambiance and everything, or standing in the line of the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. And I genuinely think that the first, like, the Candle Co. could have done it standing in line at a grocery store. Because it was. It was good. Nice. That's really the long and the short of it. You know, I didn't... Yeah, there was nothing... There was definitely nothing bad about the writing. Okay. So how about the short one? (laughs) Uh, Anecdote. The short... Oh, anecdote. The um, Leviathan <laughs> is speechless. Well, I just don't know how to say it. Because, I mean, okay, the character is clearly a kid. Yeah. But it also seems to have been written by a kid... Which is very possible. I mean, a lot of these it stories just, are exactly, written and by amateurs. So. so I'm not going to, you know, like berate anyone for being a child. No. But it's definitely... Um, yeah, there's just little things like... Uh, oh, 
I don't even have a word for it. It's actually this is actually I think one of the reasons I chose this one because uh, as a, as one of the the like as a runner like as a um, uh, as a runner up for the original is so that because it does kind of show the one side of creepypastas where they're short, um, possibly not well written, but for, to me I thought it had a, like some potential in terms of theme. Well, whereas the and the other one it had a, a good idea. Guy. It was like you know it definitely had that um, had spirit. That being said. I missed the freaking point. <laughs> the the punchline that I came up with when I read it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I am not stupid. So the fact that I completely bypassed it means that, you know, could have used a little more, like, just a touch heavier handed okay. than what it was. May um, not be so subtle about it. Exactly. Now that being said, I don't ever want to tell anyone to not be no. more subtle because you don't with want, media yeah. these days, subtlety is a lost art. Yeah. Like it's just completely out the window. Exposition, exposition, Michael Bay. <laughs> I was thinking Clash of the Titans remake. That yeah. The okay. goddess of exposition. Oh god. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's not creepypasta. Right. Creep Before we get sidetracked completely, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so good, good heart, but a little bit maybe could have used a little bit more work on the. Yeah, I mean, it, if this is if this was like a you know young teenager, then honestly has a lot of potential to um, do really well. If they keep at it, yeah. or if they kept at it, because I have no idea when it was written. But... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah. I'm, that's why I'm not actually mentioning people's names who've written these, unless, except for the ones that I'm dead set on, because we're, we've been looking at these stories through creepypasta.wiki or creepypasta.com, um, which are just they're essentially collection or like uh, just like the the collection of them. So it, unless they say otherwise, I'm not sure which ones who wrote this stuff originally. Yeah, it's, um, but yeah, if it was an early attempt by someone, it's, it's good. You've got, you know, they have, they have, they can improve. Yeah. But they're already at a really good starting place. Um, you know, you just have to learn how to get your point across clearly while still maintaining some subtlety. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So, right, and um, how do you think about the? Uh, is any, anything different about the? Uh, anything different to say about the uh, the longer one? Um, it definitely seemed like it was written by someone in an age category between the two. Like he was younger than the guy who wrote Candle Cove, but he wasn't as young as the guy who did the uh, anecdote. Probably the... like maybe college level or something like that, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah, tough it, to yeah. Yeah, it is down to, yeah. really, but it's just, yeah. Um, honestly, edit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there's something that has no point, get rid of it, because all it's going to do is bore people, and when people are bored, 
they stopped her in like, what think, they're doing, like what you did. Yeah. You stopped reading. Yeah, I, I didn't I think stop was, reading because I had a deadline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think there was actually a part of it um, uh, where he does actually like mention that like he ran to a couple of things that were dead dead ends and doesn't mention really what those were. Just says that they were there were dead ends. Yeah, I can't remember where it was in the, if it was in the paragraphs, but but then yeah, like you said, like there's a couple of them that kind of like they just lead to dead ends. Yeah, and um, although at the same time it can be mentioned that I mean like well what part of it would you, would you say was dead end like the when you when she met, he met up with the actress or the uh, the set designer. Um, or... really, the actress didn't bring much to the story. Okay, I mean not, and I mean. I think it's more that there shouldn't have, I don't, it's not that I think that there should have been fewer words or fewer interviews. I really just think that they should have done something, like that there should have been um, an escalation. Because um, it's like when you look at, uh, or when you read any of those, you know, researching the forbidden stories. Yeah. There's a story steady progression of you know um, delving into the madness and just you know the spiral yeah yeah and this one really didn't have that it didn't have the growing insanity yeah okay yeah yeah no it did seem like until like like he the guy was keeping his cool up until like the very last bit of it and then he started going a little bit Worse, but then again, like l- later on in the story, he actually found tapes and started. And it wasn't until the tape started showed up uh, that he started going. Yeah, but of, and over. you know that might work for the narrative, but, but as, yeah. for yeah, reading no, it, it's, yeah. it. I didn't like the pacing. Yeah, okay. um, is basically what it. I guess it boils down to because. Yeah, it works when you. Th- think about it in the context of the story but while you were reading it I was just like god you're boring why did I start with the long one <laughs> you, you, wait, you actually started with this one first oh. well of the two, the two that I gave extras you. Yeah. Um, I think I actually bounced over and read the action figure one first like about halfway through Nice. And just went back, and I was like, okay, I've got that one out of the way, so I feel like I've done something. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, it just, it was, it was boring. I mean, it, it had its charm, and it, again, it was well written, but there just, there was no point to, like, half of it, and... Again, it's not that I think that if it didn't have a point, it should be gotten rid of. I think if it didn't have a point, it should have been given a point. Yeah. Um, That's probably the most, or that's probably the most accurate thing I can say is that, you know, there's some pointless stuff in there and it should still be there. It should just have a reason to be there and none of it does. Yeah. Well, again, not none of it, because some of it does. And I don't want to, you know, harp on any... Rain on somebody's parade, if they're... Yeah, cause... If that's what they wanted to tell... Yeah, no, I understand, yeah. 
Well, and we, whenever anyone writes something, they have, they make choices, and they always have reasons to make these choices, so, you know, I, I understand that you might have reasons, but it was boring to read. Yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Um, so, now that we've done our little discussion about that, um... What did you think of the Candle Cove legacy, like Candle Cove and its legacy, as like from what you've, like, do you think like it's, or, or, like, or is it um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, is it like a um, or, like how do you like 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 how, what do you think of like cre- like just like since this is the, you're at the beginning of your journey into creepy pasta, because <laughs> we're going to be doing more of these po- story these episodes. I'm genuinely excited to. I mean, sift through what I'm sure is going to be a lot of mediocrity and some crap, and but to sift through it and find those diamonds in the rough, yeah. those really good, fun ones, um, I think it's going to be, like, just in general, reading through Creepypasta is going to be something I do on my own now. Yeah. Um, just because, you know what? Yeah, I'm... Like I say, I'm probably gonna read a lot of crap, but there's some. Gems I'm gonna find there. some good ones, yeah. and you know, because I mean, from what I understand, this is quite the phenomenon now. So, yeah, it's been going on for a, a lot of people years, yeah. writing these things. So, with that many people, there's going to be some really creative and you know, twisted, sick guys who go the way of a child killer. Yeah. <laughs> Think of that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, personally, like from what I've read, like from my from my experience of reading these, there are a couple of them that are just like, wow, this is not a supernatural thing. This is primarily a, a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> well, and some of so, those are sometimes really, that's just the scariest way yeah, to go. Yeah, human human uh, mind is a scary thing <laughs> at times. All right, um, yeah. But just as a little side to. In general, the the candle, the three Candle Cove stories we read, yeah, there are basically like any franchise or any like you know horror movie, really should have just been left in the hands of the uh, creator. Yeah, <laughs> and that's. But I mean, like, it really, what what we read, like the first two, the last, the, the last two things that we read were really just kind of like. Uh, well, that's what, creepypasta really is uh, to to some and point is just, fan fiction. Well, so. and the, yeah, and they were homages, and you know that's one of the great things about the internet. You can do an homage to something like Candle Cove or what have you, I and mean, you can share it with the world. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's what? actually interesting because um, just on another note, um, Candle Cove itself. Um, uh, originally, IkraFalls.com, which is the website where it all started off on, um, had a, all their stories on it. But uh, in like the last year or so, uh, Chris Straub's been doing something with his with uh, another project, and uh, he seems to have uh, made uh, IkraFalls.com completely Candle Cove centric. In that, when you go to the website, instead of going to like having like a menu with all the different like stories that he's like just throws on there, like because it was a blog at one point. Um, it's just the Candle Cove story, and at the very bottom, there's a, a little TV, an image of a GIF of a TV box with static. Hmm. But yeah, so 
It does seem like uh, this one. Yeah, like I said, like it's a. It's definitely one of the more popular stories out there that I've heard. Um, somebody's can totally comment. Um, okay. That I'm so, wrong. in other words, I've any bad things I've said about this. Um, hmm? People are just gonna hate me now. Oh, it's the internet. They they they'll do that anyway. They already hate me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get so, I'm sure we'll get something or, or some kind of comment, whether it be good or bad. <laughs> um, actually, I think that. Uh, do you have anything else to say about uh, Candle Cove for this discussion? No, um, not really. Just again, in general, I'm looking forward to to some more dipping into this creepy pasta pool and yeah, we've... seeing what's there. Yeah, yeah, we plan on doing a like a ser- this as a series. Um, I've like I said, I love can- creepy pasta. I've loved it for a couple of years now. Um, I've read a, a lot of them. Um, Leviathan here doesn't uh, or hasn't read. This is this is his beginning, so this is kind of his. This could very well just be his journey into the depths of the internet. <laughs> this well, I'm familiar with the internet. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, um, like, but, the, uh, the darker depths. <laughs> this could be, for all we know, this could be my own personal, you know, researching the forbidden story. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you made it. Oh God. <laughs> all right. So with that, um, that's it for tonight. Uh, but if you liked what you heard, leave us a comment below or send it to send us one to uh, aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. Um, that's how it's spelled uh, A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Uh, where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas that we should discuss on the show. Until next time, I'm your host, Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And this has been El Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.